So, we just finished recording an episode, which you'll probably hear in two months, which was about the surprise. Which Fontaine is surprise. Fontaine surprise, which is episode 12 of our podcast. But we thought that it would be kind of pointless us releasing this mini episode about the BBC episode in March, in March <laughs> slash April if we like edited it after that one. So depending on whether this works, we're going to do three mini episodes about the BBC miniseries where we cover two episodes of the miniseries per mini podcast. This is Bread and Barricades, a mini episode. My name is Nemo. I use they them pronouns. My name is Grace. I use they them pronouns too. I am Stevie. I use she her pronouns. Cool. Um, so my first note <laughs> was graphic design is my passion. Mine says don't know about the red title cards. <laughs> Did they just use words? Like oh. honestly, like, and that's such a shitty shade of red. You can't like, always actually read each letter comfortably. Oh. Like, if it was in white, it would have been less like, ugh. <laughs> like, I guess because the first shot is over Waterloo, so everything is blue and white, right? And so it's the blue, white, and red. Mm. But then it doesn't match any, any other other scene. Yes, <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, anyway. Um, and then, so I have I have my notes, like I was saying earlier to Stevie and Grace, I have my notes written by character relationships. My first little bit is just like random things mm-hmm. that I thought would be funny to start the episode with. So first was graphic design is my passion. And second was time sure does pass. Like every, <laughs> like every time they wanted to show that time was passing, they showed like the winds of change, like literally the winds of change and like seasons and it's like the most lazy storytelling way to do anything it's like oh 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 it's spring oh the buds are coming out and then it's like the sky changing and then it's like a sunset and then a sunrise and there was like three extras in the background who were black and they like walked part like back and forth down a road like three times and i was like wow so diverse so great yeah, okay, so now I can actually start. Now I've got those like, <laughs> Cut it shitty out. ones out of the way. I wanted to start by saying, like, I I only watched the first episode out of spite and hate for Andrew Davies after watching, uh, listening to all of the, the interviews that he's done. And, like, so I bet I went into the first episode with such low expectations that anything that was done vaguely okay slash tolerably, I was like, Oh, okay. I felt okay about I'm lots of the stuff in the first episode. Yeah, the, the first episode, I came out of it being like... That was better oh, than I expected. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry for hating on it. Like, yeah. I I felt, like, genuinely, like, oh, I was just being, like, one of those yeah. assholes who gets really, like, yeah. pedantic over my favourite <laughs> thing. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, I feel so sorry. And, like, mm-hmm. some of the things were really cute. Like, baby Marius... He was his list. His he was so fucking cute. Adorable. Scoundrel. Like <laughs> was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He was so cute. And like small things that you I don't know whether Grace knows, Stevie definitely won't know, but small things that will like get mentioned in the book later were mentioned like like put in so like, you know, finger guns at audience members who have knowledge about it and stuff but like it gradually became so definitely over the second episode andrew davies who's the writer of the show's ability to show not tell just deteriorated (laughs) 
like so quickly like the first episode was really good like especially when you have to get through so much exposition to mm. get everyone on your side i was like okay i kind of accept it in the first episode the second episode they were just like and here's your exposition and here's your exposition <laughs> and also javert's gonna tell you everything about everything ever okay so pretending that i'm still on board with andrew davies <laughs> and this is only about the first episode i was again really worried about how they were going to treat javert so if you've not listened to any of our standard episodes, slash if you have and you still have no idea who I am, I care so much about Javert and Jean Valjean. And the casting of Javert as a, a black man and Monsieur Thenardier as a brown man really worried me because they are the two primary antagonists or the people who are the most antagonistic towards the main character throughout the series and I was like oh really the two people of colour in the show there were at least three extras who were people of colour oh yeah I'm sorry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like show some respect <laughs> <laughs> was there an Asian no I was misremembering yeah there was no Asian mm. yeah there, were def- there was definitely a black couple walking through the Marius scene it, was... it's, it's more it's, it's more it's more obvious if they're like in the background oh like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so I had my reservations especially about Tenardier because, like I'll say in probably one episode at some point, Javert being a person of colour is what my PhD thesis is going to be about, so like, that's a completely different thing. But Tenardier, the most vile human on the planet, being a brown man in 2019, is the worst thing in the entire fucking world. Showing And, and really, like, really was so much. Yeah. Like, what... In especially in in the second one as well, like the he was every sort of stereotype. So Adi Akhtar is mixed race Pakistani Kenyan. So you've got both stereotypes of like angry black man and like sexual assaulty brown man, and, and like, like the like greedy for money. Yeah, skeevy. Sort of, yeah. Like he only cares about money. He only mm. cares about like ruining all of the white people around him if he'd been cast like by a as a like jewish actor or something Mm. like that's how uh, like how can you do this in 2019 it's Mm -hmm. so wild to me Mm -hmm. and like i kind of assumed like um we were talking in the theater episode that they're often used for comic relief in Mm. the musical and so recently in British comedy, there's been a lot of brown men who take that stereotype and rework it or use it for their own style of mm-hmm. comedy. So I kind of assumed that they were going to go that way, that mm-hmm. Adil Akhtar was going to make it a comedic thing or at least mm-hmm. overturn the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't do that and they just mm-hmm. made it so terrible. It's that thing of it's fine to have people of colour be villains if there's also people of colour who are they're like <laughs> non-villains yeah like we're in episode two obviously the Tenardier's children are mixed race kids and so they will be positive characters later but you've got two whole hours of content right now where the only thing you're seeing is the main character being harassed by a black guy and the main female characters or the only female characters with speaking lines, being harassed by a mixed-race brown-black guy. Like, ah! Who beats his wife on camera. beats his wife on camera. In front of their children. And, like, a huge thing about Mrs. Tenardier is that she's vile as well. Like, yeah! (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the novel, mm-hmm. she is as bad as, as he bad is. As bad as he yeah. is. Uh-huh. And, like, the only reason that she, spoiler alert, dies before he does. And so he goes on to found a literal slave colori- col- colony in America. Tenardier owns a slave colony. Like, in America, the casting of him as a person of colour is the worst thing that you can do. The only reason Mrs. Tenardier, like, gets off lighter, in my opinion, is that she fucking dies before she can become a slave <laughs> yeah. owner. But you know that she would if she had Yeah, lived. exactly. She absolutely would. And her... I mean, she works Cosette. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Child's so no, Yeah. Like... like it, yeah, yeah, she she is, and that's she, not a leap of morality to he, make that she would have like she mm, would have done. Yeah. She in the novel is specifically like loves her husband and like they work together. Like that's the horrible thing is that they work together. They hate their children. They they love Eponine and Azelma, the two girls, because they're useful. As soon as they stop being useful, they get thrown to the curbside. You kind of saw it in episode two, two that she that Mrs. Tenardier treats. Um, Gavroche, the the son, like really shittily, and is like, oh, he he gives me no maternal instinct, which is in the book as well. And then to suddenly juxtapose that with her being assaulted by Mister Tenardier was so offensive because it made it made her treatment of the kids seem like legitimate, or like in in my opinion, it gave it some sort of like, oh, she's only treating the kids bad because mm-hmm. she's being treated bad. Which is just not a good thing that you should be tell it, like showing on screen that abuse victims have an excuse for giving abuse because they're being abused. Mm. And you needed to show a white woman in pain because, oh no, the white woman can't be mean to her kids. Mm. Obviously, like, mixed race. And also it was the fact that she was shown as, like, entirely shown as the far more sympathetic of the mm. two from she speaks to um she speaks to Fontaine and the way that she's talking to her i feel like it was probably a dramatic device as well but she she's talking she's talking to Fontaine and if you didn't know it was Mrs. Tenardier you would think mm. she was being really genuine that mm. she like really loved her kids mm. she was really interested in what Fontaine was doing and that sort of thing and they set it up as that and then as soon as um, Mr. Tenardier comes on screen her mannerism completely changes she starts thinking only about the money and that sort of mm. thing so it's very much set up at that at the beginning and then the context of her being beaten by him is that she suggests to him that maybe they shouldn't be swindling people and maybe if they became honest business mm. people they would be more successful and that's when that's when he hits her and like the entire room goes silent and is like cool we've seen All this right. before yeah so it's 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 so much more like in the way that it's like this this poor sympathetic white woman being beaten by she's like, trapped in this marriage yeah, to a exactly. to a dark and that's what's guy. making her evil women yeah, can't just, just be evil yeah, yeah. The same white way women can't be evil, <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, can't be evil it's the yeah. most it's it's so terrible it's yeah. so, it, like i was so angry <laughs> yeah i was very interested to see it opening with waterloo and was like oh they're mm. gonna do the thing that like in research they brought up about like mm. I didn't know Tenardier from the movie. Mm. You wouldn't know he was meant to be as vile, like, as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, realised who was Tenardier, which was like, oh, no, Sarah, I've got... <laughs> but let me pause this a second. <laughs> let me just give you some background. Mm. I, I do have to say, like, the Waterloo scene being put at the front instead of... In the middle. Right in the fucking middle was 
a good choice because it does set like that that scene does have a lot of repercussions later and the way that it was done casting aside i thought was good like whenever i watch things about war or things about loads of men dying and it supposedly being sad never really affects me but the amount of horror in that waterloo scene especially the ditch mm. was like a lot and i was like oh wow that was actually really well done to show that it was really terrible yeah. and that a lot of people were hurt by this so that was one good thing mm. it started off with one good thing i've got like i i i felt differently about the beginning of that scene just because it was like i don't know whether it's just because it's something that i very but i personally find difficult to deal with but the like the lingering on the like writhing screaming dying horses and mm. like all the horses on the ground like i, I found gratuitous mm. um i don't know whether that is because it's something that like personally affects me more i have to say it pissed me off <laughs> in light of the second mm. episode like mm. if the first episode and the second episode if the second episode yeah. had been yeah. different and yeah i might have given them they're trying to show how awful this is yeah mm. yeah. But, yeah but but That's now fine. that i've seen the second episode yeah. so the first episode is like yeah. Yeah. yeah they are really pushing this as andrew davies the writer the creative mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm talking more about him rather than it being a director's choice mm-hmm. because while i do think the director has a lot more like power on set and stuff i do think that the series is most of the media we see is about how so it's something that yeah. they're obviously pushing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i actually can't name the director i don't remember it i remember andrew davies's name mm-hmm. being really prominent on the screen and not the director mm-hmm. slash directors this is why it's at Andrew mm. Davies and not the director. Okay, my second big hang-up. <laughs> I guess I'll get Fajon and Gervais out of the way first mm. because they out of the people... So left on the page is Fontaine and the bishop. Mm. And they are things that yeah. we can all talk about. So I'll try and get yeah. through the Fajon and Gervais stuff like, as quickly as because it will be more re- relevant later. Okay, again, like I was saying before, I had hang-ups about, about the casting of Gervais but have grown to love this Gervais. Again, this is like based on interviews that I've seen that David Oyolo has done for about this in, in the press and stuff. Andrew Davies tried to convince him to make his to make his characterization that he has like homosexual desire mm. for Jean Valjean, which usually would be <laughs> great and right up my street. Except it's not because when you're doing it in this way and not as a romanticized thing where you're like mm. writing. When you're writing a fanfic of Jean Valjean and Javert as like these romanticized versions of the characters, then you're putting in consent or you're putting in these like 19, uh, 20, 21st century idealisms mm. of the characters. When you're making Gritty McGritface, Gritty McGritface <laughs> the prison guard peeking at naked yeah. Jean Valjean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting like undressed, it's an abuse of power. Yeah. And it's, oh no, he's only, like, bad because he's gay. Is the choice coming from a, not coming from a place of love? No. Like a fan would. Yeah. It's coming from a place of hate. And again, if there was, scare quote, good characters with homosexual (laughs) tendencies, you'd be like, yes, gays can be bad too. But if that's the only one they're going to do, then it's really, like... The, The overuse of leering 
looks in this series. It's just, like, every time Javert is looking at Jean Valjean secretively, it's, like, alluring, like, mm. oh, hypersexualized. And then later, when Jean Valjean is looking at Fontaine, it's, like, really leery, and they've made it seem, like, through all of the other characters, are like, oh, Fontaine, he's looking at you like he wants to bed you. Oh, Fontaine, are you going to go get in the bed with that guy? I didn't feel like he was looking at her that way. I think it was designed to look mm. that way, because... To then subvert that and be like, oh, no, he wasn't. No. No. Oh, okay, no, he is looking at her like that. Well, I think that as much as Andrew Davies can put in Jean Valjean, Fontaine, mm. as he can mm-hmm. without like actually making it diverge okay. from the brick so maybe he did want to yeah okay. like i got the i got the sense from the series that jean valjean was looking at fontaine as a temptation mm-hmm. which is the characterization of jean valjean in the series is just so up the wall because he like he's tempted by everything and all of the choices are his own and not like Obviously, it's really hard to dramatise the brick because everything that happens in Les Mis is accidental. Uh, Javert keeps finding Jean Valjean accidentally. Fontaine arrives at this town accidentally. Like, everything happens accidentally, or through the will of God, I guess, Mm -hmm. but accidentally. But Andrew Davies has cut all that, and it's like, no, it's the choices of the characters. And so Jean Valjean attempted murders a prison guard, then legitimately steals from a child and then like like runs and off then shouts at Fontaine a lot by saying like um don't lie to me don't lie to me don't lie to me I know you have a family okay well if you're lying to me then you're gonna have harsh repercussions and then intentionally antagonizes Javert quite a lot as well so in the series in episode two when Javert enters and he's like, oh, what should I call you? I know everyone calls you Père Madeleine or Father Madeleine. Mm. Jean Valjean says, you can call me the mayor. And it's like, mm. you're just asking for, like, it, not to sound like victim shamey, but mm. like, don't, you, don't antagonize him. That's not what Jean Valjean would do. Mm. And then when Fontaine gets like, caught in scare quotes for lying about having a daughter and she's like I was scared of you you were shouting at me he's like I don't give a fucking damn like you lied to me he's not he's not kind at he's all. not kind and like like the, you you get the scene where there's like a scene where he's been elected as mayor and everyone says oh he's wonderful he like there is no one so kind as this man you do not see he gives three him. coins to some beggar kids, yeah. and that's the only good thing you see him do. But you also see Ptolemies give, um, right? Yeah, give a beggar a beggar yeah. a coin. Like yeah, he, it's not. And like he's wearing nice clothes, and he looks nice, and like he goes to his home, and it is shabbier, mm. but it's not and like it's sparse. But it's not like yeah, it like if you didn't know that it was supposed to be like yeah. Spartan, which it is. It's supposed to be like. Spartan. Yeah. He's supposed to be wearing a coat that's like literally made mm. of patches, and everyone's like, "There goes the beggar man, mayor." Like <laughs> he's supposed to look like he's wearing. He is wearing the clothes he's been well, wearing for he, twenty years. Yeah, like he 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 punishes himself. Yeah, like he restricts his access to things that he wants to punish himself. And this like, is Jean Valjean who like goes into people's houses at night 
and like hides money in their stuff so that like they have money and he's just so ang- like he shouts all of his lines as well which like is so frustrating mm. he just anytime he has any emotion it's anger mm-hmm. and y- yes that is that is there in the character very much and i suppose they're trying maybe they're trying to show less of a difference between the prisoner valjean and the mayor valjean mm. the mayor madeline but it's not the, the the whole thing is that he's made a lot of effort to leave that man behind mm. and there's meant to be there is a there is a big time jump mm. between that is just completely not like done just not properly. A, yeah it's just not addressed so it's mm. like he doesn't he's not still carrying as much of that anger because there's been a big time gap for him to work through that and become mm-hmm. this person who is allowed to be is allowed to be kind is allowed to be generous to the people mm-hmm. around him because he's financially stable and that's a lot yeah, of the whole yeah. point of Les Mis is that anyone can be good when they can be good mm-hmm. when they're given mm-hmm. like enough support yeah. and time and like development and resources <laughs> yeah. to be kind yeah. you can be kind you can afford to be kind which they don't show in this. Mm. He he tells it to the bishop in the first episode. Yeah. But then yeah. that's useless yeah. if he then don't... Yeah. So if he's... First episode, mm. I've only watched the first one. He thesis statements what should be mm, his yeah. journey. But and then if... When that going really further, good. they don't then show him realising and living by that, then what yeah. was the, then what's the point? point? Yeah, I wrote yeah. down yeah. under the bishop bit you can afford to be kind mm. and the bishop saying yeah. oh shit yeah you're right and like apologizing yeah. for that but then like again with andrew davies like i don't know royally fucking things up the idea that so when the bishop gives him the candlesticks and it's like i bought your soul for god he makes it sound so threatening again it wasn't kind like, god yeah. be with you and it was yeah. like that's emotional manipulation yeah that's yeah, what i wrote exactly. down as well yeah, yeah no it was from this very beautiful soft scene mm. and like emotional scene for jean valjean at least mm. like in the movie and in the play it's like a, yeah. a really quiet and emotional scene yeah. he wasn't happy for it to happen jean valjean mm, yeah. he wasn't happy like he didn't feel saved at least yeah. you don't oh. feel like he felt saved yeah. the bishop is being so slimy about it He's like like holding a knife up yeah. to his neck like yeah. like yeah not like oh i i've i've done this for god it was like when you were reading it and i was like this could very easily be seen as like my catholic blah 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 mm-hmm. you now owe this but that we were like but that's not what the bishop's like in that yeah. scene it was mm-hmm. like my yeah. word this isn't miriam no yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and like when so when Vajon takes that coin from Petit Gervais like I know this is like to save time and stuff or like to save costs on the shoe or whatever he walks like three steps and then like gives up on finding Je- Petit Gervais and yeah, it's like he yeah, doesn't yeah, try very like you crash Vajon, through the forest a bit yeah like yeah. go over the hill a bit yeah. like in yeah. the brick we saw that he like goes through loads of towns like going to every single human he goes up to and it's like have you seen a little boy and yeah, he, run, he runs back. for like he runs for a few miles and he talks to the one mm. to the one vicar mm. he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't okay. a, a lot a lot he works a bit yeah. harder than yeah. running no, three steps and I, I liked that scene i liked how really? they did that scene i didn't again it was the like he he like trotted two steps. He didn't, he, he didn't even see if he was over the hill. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like that was yeah, that was that was that was silly. But I I liked how they I liked how they framed that like mm. that scene. I thought 
also I really liked it aesthetically like um, you know how he like collapsed on the road and that mm. sort of thing with um, well, that's the fucking town Dean in the <laughs> background oh, I liked um, before turning over to the next page very quickly about Fontaine and the girls mm. who we've just mm. so we've just finished recording all of our episodes about Fontaine and the girls but they're not going to be up for a bit mm. so you this is that. Hmm? Yeah, you've already said that oh okay mm. great one uh, Ptolemy's great casting he looked like an ill-preserved rake sideburns some some good uh, um, costume he was an indifferent he, he gave indifferent verse he was a poet they yeah. definitely made more about him being a poet he's, than I was a bit heartbroken he says that I'm a bit of a poet and I was like no Percy would say that <laughs> and Percy would never oh he is he is the dark side of Percy he is what Percy could he's have been he's who Percy pretends to be yeah. from the Scarlet Pimpernel oh, yeah, the best movie that I've now shared with all my friends yeah. um, <laughs> the pronunciation of everything everything <laughs> everything honestly also like Commit to English or French. Yeah. yeah please. The like, the guards at the beginning were like, they were all like shouting like, dare, dare, yeah. to them, like, go, go, go. And then it was like, anytime someone had a speaking line, it was like, oh, you, get on. <laughs> like, all the background speakers in French and then they talk in English, but then sometimes they still talk in French. Yeah. And then it's just like, you can choose one. You, exactly. Like, we understand <laughs> that it's in France. <laughs> like, like, and you oh. have the whole thing of, like, Cockney equals working class. Like, yeah. yeah. Some British... It's some BBC think... shorthand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. But still, like, but still, then sometimes they speak in French. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just like, what? Our disbelief is already oh. suspended. Yeah, and it's the thing where it's like, sometimes they speak in French, but they still can't say the names of the places. Yeah. Like, right. like properly. Like, it's just like, uh, fine. <laughs> okay. One of the things we mentioned in possibly episode... Uh, 11 episode 10 or 11 maybe was that um, in the brick there was this old man who was looking at like Fontaine and the girls and was like oh they're so pretty but I can't talk about them because there's one too many because there's four girls oh, no. and then in this there's only three girls oh, yeah. <laughs> I I was like where are all of my girls Dahlia yeah. and Blacheville have been cut yeah <laughs> I think it's um, Famille, it's Listolier who's been cut. Listolier, yeah. Flash yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, a note about the costumes when you first see the girls. The two girls that aren't Fantine are both wearing a button up the front with one button undone <gasps> at the top, whereas Fantine has one solid collar. Oh, so there's shit. nothing to reveal. Oh my god. <laughs> also, annoying, again, casting um, Fangui, played by Reese Ritchie, and Zafine by Ayula Smart. I googled them. Nice, yeah. Both people of colour. Mm. Both least get important zero ones. lines. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whereas favorite and yeah, yeah, like literally, if like the you could have made it like just t- a tiny bit better, like just a tiny just bit swap better if it was them just around. literally <laughs> like. Like, I know it, it, it's still, like, the black best friend and the white <laughs> main character, but, like, the one with more lines, at least. <laughs> like, what are you playing at? The, like, yeah, like, slightly more zingy, like, slightly yeah, more slightly character. Yeah, slightly more interesting yeah. character. Like, the one, actually, um, you don't get... Oh, that do you know what? Both. Yeah. Both. Hey, <laughs> maybe not just one. <laughs> and I know that they're both grisettes, so yeah. they're both, like, poor people, but, oh, like... Oh, God. Anyone... <laughs> Jesus. And, and Zephine, I, I think I noted that you never hear Zephine's name. 
you almost don't hear Femi's name until the end when they're leaving and they're like, come on. Yeah. That f- f- family. From, from I don't know, however they said it. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I did like, oh yeah, so this is what I noted down earlier, what I was writing down when we were talking in the episode, which was the, when you asked in episode 12 mm-hmm. about um, whether Ptolemies are supposed to come across as like a dick or whatever I think that the series did a good job of making him like that like charming skeeve mm. especially that poets like when mm. they're lying down on the bank the yeah. river bank and he's yeah. like oh yeah. you don't trust me oh. yeah. that was so yeah. much yeah. it was so like oh I do you want me to suffer like yeah. do you want me to be mm. sad that I was watching that you're just like what mm. <laughs> it's such like classic mm-hmm that guy of just like, yeah. oh, but you don't want to upset me. Where's so, my hug? Because she didn't even. Yeah. Oh my god, where's <laughs> my hug? Yeah. And then she kisses him because he, she's like, oh, I guess I don't want you to be sad. Like she yeah. didn't even seem that sure about him before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The whole emotional manipulation. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They did that really well because it was yeah. it was it was a way that you could see like how how much he just completely accepted it, mm. but you knew. Yeah, like, there was yeah. no way you you weren't gonna know. Like, yeah. even if you were, if you are the like slimiest, creepiest guy in the world, you know. You can see he, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. that was a show not tell. Moment. That was a show not yeah. tell. Yeah, good job, Andrew. <laughs> you can Where write. Where go? <laughs> You're good at writing yeah. creepy men. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Very quick note. At I think forty-seven fifty. In the bishop's house, mm-hmm. in the background, there was a green velvet chair. <gasps> was it not yellow? It's yellow, it's, yeah. It's yellow. Yeah, it's yellow in the book, but it was a green one. So it was almost. And also, no, but then she never she gets she it in the book. Yeah, yeah. So. The, the bishop's house was quite fancy, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was fancier than it should have been, yeah. definitely. And his clothes. Yeah. yeah. It was cute that they gave him the garden, though. And also, they combined two women characters. Yeah, they did. And Magloire. Yeah. Didn't even... Well, in the first one, yeah, didn't even feel combined. It was just like it was just there is no sister. (laughs) Maybe she was upstairs the whole time. Who knows? So, second episode, Fontaine has a surname. Yeah, (laughs) who knew? Yeah. Um, When they did, okay, so when Fontaine's getting her hair cut, why are you cutting her hair so badly? Like. You're trying to make money out of yeah. this. Don't just, like, rip it off. God. And also, it's like, they, they, they just made everything so much worse than it needed to be. Like, even mm. though it... Like, the whole point that they're trying to make is that everything is terrible. But, like, the guy that the guy that was cutting her hair was shown as fairly caring and, mm. like, stopped and was like, ah, oh, are, you, are you absolutely mm-hmm. sure you're all right with this? And then, like, cut her hair... In, in a, a way that was really like you, like she was being like ow, ow the whole way through, mm. which is like, just... and the whole like hold her down, yeah, thing. exactly. Like that was like, I, I've never watched anything that made me feel the way that watching that scene where her teeth were pulled out mm. made me feel mm. like it was pretty terrible, is what I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it, was, it was pretty awful. Like, I I don't get grossed out by things a lot, mm. and I don't get very emotional about things a lot mm. either. I mean, I know <laughs> it sounds like I get... It's like Sarah's in the room with things. <laughs> <laughs> I get, like, passionate about things, but mm. it's, things like this don't usually, like, get to me, get to me. Mm. But, like, all the way up leading to her teeth, I could feel it 
but not in a good way not in a like oh wow andrew you really got my emotions mm. pumping but in a oh andrew you did not need to do this like mm. this is the um poverty porn like this mm. is like everything you shouldn't do when you're trying to talk mm. about poverty and um deprivation and like all of these huge themes in Les Mis 101 don't mm. do and and the fact that the Fontine selling her teeth and like going into sex work was framed by the Valjean and Javert thing which I want to argue having not read it for a while wasn't framed like this in the mm. brick to make it look like it was his fault it was his fault yeah. it was Valjean's fault mm. And that also that Javert had set it up as a trap yeah. for yeah. Valjean. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that by like setting off this trap, the Fontaine's whole plight suddenly became completely irrelevant, mm-hmm. irrelevant yeah. because mm-hmm. it was, haha, Javert's now caught Valjean. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, you have one female character and you're going to treat her like shit, mm-hmm. remove all of her like agency and then like make it, pornographically like Mm. ridiculous and then completely take that away from her as well and then center a really shitty Valjean and Javert Mm. confrontation Mm. it was like the the like overwhelming thought that I had coming away from it was like honestly just like why do men hate women so much Mm. like like what they just they just didn't need to they didn't need to do like 90% of anything that happened there and like I know that Victor Hugo is a shit, mm. and that this isn't an excuse. In the brick, when Fontaine is dismissed, Vajon in the brick doesn't know that Fontaine mm. is being dismissed yeah, by exactly. this woman. Yeah, oh, yeah. what was her name? Madame Victanien, um, which was that gross gossip lady who oh, was described yeah. in the book as a gargoyle. No, Gorgon, <laughs> Gorgon, because oh. um, she like actively gossips about other people and then like finds all this shit and then like does what she wants with this information (laughs) again not great treatment of women but when Mm. Fontaine finds out that she's been fired she assumes that it was uh, Mayor Madeline that fired her and the last line of her finding out this out was the mayor had given her 50 francs so her severance fee he gives her 50 francs Mm -hmm. in the series Vajon hands her 50 francs and is like fuck off Mm. he like shouts at her was like why did you lie to me and like and and when she's like where am i gonna go and he's like go and find a fucking job basically like i don't care get out (laughs) um the mayor had given her 50 francs because he was good and had dismissed her because he was just she bowed before Mm. the decision which is not like great but but different it Mm. shows Mm. that she understand what she has this idea of Valjean mm. or the mayor not what Andrew has given us also like she's just she's so much more a victim for yeah. it I, I don't want to just discuss her characterization and how it affects Jean Valjean's characterization mm. I think that's something that we need to be careful of not doing like and, and how like bad characterization on her front has affected his characterization I think that's important that we like, like, but it does really negatively affect her as a character as well as like she is framed entirely as a victim she has absolutely no agency she is like swindled by every single person she has absolutely no idea 
she she's just entirely a victim the whole way through it, which is just and has no support. Like no. when her friends yeah. spot her on the street, like yeah. they're like, oh no, let's not. Yeah, go and yeah. I mean, she runs away from them as well, but like it's not great. Mm. Here's my chunk about Javert. Um, so like I was saying, most things in the brick are accidental. Uh, Andrew Davies said in an interview that he didn't like that and so was going to make the thing with Javert and Jean Valjean cat and mouse, or more cat and mouse. And so in the second episode, Javert works out real quick that it's Jean Valjean, as in, mm. like, before he arrives. Yeah, he's like, I'm here because it's you, Jean Valjean. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're both like, like, they're literally just saying what they want to say mm. to each other. Mm. And one of the things that Javert says to Jean Valjean was, you remind me of someone. He stole from a child once and never repaid it. Good day. And it's like, if you were trying to be, so, if he was trying to save his ass in any way, you wouldn't say that to the mayor of a town. Like, mm. um, also, like, that's not the crime that he would have known him for. Yeah. Well, he does like, find out about it. But yeah, it's but not it's like not, the big... He would have been like, I knew a man, he stole a, a loaf of bread. Yeah. Like, and it, he like, escaped from prison. He dodged his parole. Times, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, and then, and then, and then they have the audacity to bring up the race thing. When Javert goes to goes back to Paris, goes into the police house, and he, like he walks in after seeing him as like powerful and like someone who has authority and his race never questioned by anyone. Mm-hmm. He walks into police headquarters and everyone silences and all these white men who are just like watching him and like in in the background and, and, and like hefting their batons. Yeah, like, and yeah. like he goes to the chief of police, I think. Uh, it's Guillaume-Lamond. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I have important news, and Guillaume-Lamond being like, I don't really okay. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Javert being like, well, I found all this stuff out, and Guillaume-Lamond being like, well, you can go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. bye. And like everyone like leer- like laughing and being like, nah, He told you. that black guy. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Either pick one yeah. that you're talking about race, or you're not mm-hmm. talking about race. Yeah. And and that's what he goes back to um uh Montreux Samer and is like, Oh, well, yeah, I've been told, I guess. Mm. Now I've gotta be nice to him. No. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked um Javert more in at the beginning of the second episode I thought was really good. Mm. Good Javering. The cockiness yeah. of it. I really <laughs> liked nice. the humour yeah. because yeah. Javert is supposed to be like cocky this little shit and like yeah. yeah a little shit and the way that he does use Vajon's tactics against him are like was good mm-hmm. it's just everything else <laughs> like if everything else was done good then I would be really oh like oh man this is a really good interaction mm-hmm. except Jean Vajon one of the biggest scenes of his life is his decision whether he's going to leave this place stop being a mayor or if he's gonna like denounce himself, and it's like long in the book. Mm. It, it's 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 his huge character moment where he's like, okay, I've said all these pretty words, I've given my money to all of these people, but what does that really mean? Have I actually now I need been to do something that yeah. affects me? Like, yeah. I've just said things and like bought my way, but like now I need to actually act on what I've mm. said, and then like has this huge character choice, which in the episode was him sort of looking at his candlestick no not at the candlesticks because he's already like buried them buried them <laughs> the mother mary 
just looking, yeah, and being like, I guess I did steal that coin from that kid that one time. I <sighs> guess he, we'll... like, cries. He, he, like, breaks down and weeps, to be fair. Does he? Yeah. Uh, he does. But, like, with... But the only thing yeah. in his head is, the coin. you thief. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. stole that money from me. Yeah. It's and not, he, like, like... finds the coin. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, burns him. And he's like, ah! Which ah! is why, yeah. like, the crying, for me, was him, like getting in pain oh, from yeah, the... that's not that's not what I took, took uh, from it but yeah I mean obviously like obviously it was like emotion and pain yeah. but like only a manly man can cry when hurt physically from the burning heart mm. of the coin he did pay uh, Javert did pace like a tiger <laughs> <laughs> at one point oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and finally with timelines they pushed up so Baby Marius is told that his father is dying. Um, and so Baby Marius, timeline-wise, he can't be older than six or seven. Mm -hmm. The scene in the brick happens when Marius is about 15, 16, 17. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he goes... He, when he, he has, like, more of his own thoughts yeah. than, like, a, a six-year-old. He gets this letter mm -hmm. from his dying father saying, I'm on my deathbed, please come and see me. And Marius, like, ums and ahs, and then he's like, oh, fine. And he goes, and when he gets to the, his father's door, he finds that his father is already dead. And so he has to go on this whole, like, adventure where he's like, oh, I hate my dad. Oh, but maybe he had some valid points. Oh, no, maybe he really had some valid points, and I hate my grandpa now. This scene happens to him now when he's six. So he goes to see his dying father, and his dying father, like, holds baby Marius's hand and says, I love you. You're a good boy. Don't forget about Tenardier. Here's a plot point. <laughs> And it's like it's so stupid. It's like getting rid of all like, like don't forget about all this information. That. And then yeah, it like exactly. goes to his like round baby face. And, and he's just like, like I have no idea have what these words you're saying are. I came to see you yeah. die. I've never spoken to you before. Scoundrel. I spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> he watched Andrew Davies watched the Scarlet Pimpernel and just <laughs> took a couple of the scenes because that's yeah. another like uh where they Force the little baby king <laughs> yeah. to say that his parents were the yeah. worst. Yeah. Say it. Oh my god, yeah. Wow, yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why why he why he made the show because he hates limits. He really does like like he hates He ladies. hates it. Like he really doesn't. But everyone making all major like Sherlock yeah they yeah. just hate the uh the source material <laughs> like i don't understand i mean what i've seen a lot of female script writers who love their jobs and who love the stuff like, that they're writing yeah. wild, wild. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't understand like why like why like he hate you can like he you can see he doesn't like the material mm. like and the whole the whole tone of les mis is about like it's it's called Les Miserables. It's about the suffering that poor people go through, basically, like the 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 suffering that's put in place by class, and but still, it's about hope. Mm. It's about like the fact that even through all the suffering, like there is hope, and like there is no hope. Mm. There's no there's no kindness in it. There's no like there's no sense of hope at all in mm. any of it. There was one moment which was when Jean Valjean was walking 
just after he was released from prison and he's walking through the mountains yeah. and then he shouts Jean Valjean yeah. Sarah just yeah. started crying <laughs> that was the only piece of hope in the thing yeah. and then it was like completely crushed and destroyed mm. by him like that's the last time you'll hear him like say his name say his name yeah. positively like I, I talked about this on Tumblr a bit a while ago about like how he probably will never hear his name said positively, mm. possibly has never heard his name mm. said positively, and to hear him walk through the mountains and shout his name with such like pride and like hope for the future, only for it to be completely and utterly crushed, like in the next scene, is yeah, completely standing by a point that this series has mm. it's not looking to the future mm. and it's not saying hey, maybe if we work together, mm-hmm. we can, like, stop this from happening. The thing that you're saying about um, him not necessarily hearing, like, his name said positively by other people and the, like, him having that moment where he, like, joyfully owns his own name, like, really makes me think of, like, like trans Valjean, like, mm. as something where it's like, okay, so so trans Valjean then, like, get, like give give us that. No, they won't. Because the fucking BBC who hired another fucking rich white guy who's just come off writing War and Peace and Downton Abbey. I don't know. A lot of fucking bullshit. There was two nice side character women who had one speaking bit each in episode one. Um, (laughs) So just like two randomly nice women in the way of like I, get, I don't know what how how you you take it so the one is the maid nicolette nicolette who to marius's dad is like oh, yes. you can come see him in the church yeah. and the second one is the old woman who tells jean valjean where he can stay that yes. i was like oh they were just like they didn't need to do that but they did mm. so i had thoughts on both of these women <laughs> the first one is that um, Marius's grandpa call is all, calls all of his female staff Nicolette. So <laughs> every single female staff is called Nicolette. So I think they're two different ones. Possibly the same one if they've combined them, mm. I guess. Which they probably have, because they can only be one woman at a time. Um, one person. Okay, mm. yeah, so she's called Nicolette. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm glad that they made her more of a character... But also they had to because Marius is six years old. Yeah. <laughs> the old woman, hear me out, is God. I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I she that. came from yeah. nowhere. Why would she talk to this this guy? Like, yeah. Yeah. That that's maybe the only bit of like love in the thing of yeah. like you mm. literally just for no reason you did this man a kindness and then just disappeared. Yeah. Mm. Like Jesus would. Yeah. 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 Like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, the old woman is God. <laughs> but then that scene didn't go and become a nice, loving scene. Yeah. So he yeah. W- wasted her. Yeah. I loved, I loved um, Muriel so much. Like, mm. like for me, I, I loved the way that they did Muriel so much until... That scene. Until that so, scene. Also, oh, my God, yeah. now. They were Just playing like... some very ominous, <coughs> weird music. Yeah, it was like... They didn't choose an uh, like because maybe if they put some uplifting music mm. and lighting, you'd be like, okay, you're delivering this in a way, mm. but I'm what I'm meant to be taking away from this. But when you put that kind of like yeah. in the background of him, like them having this stare off, 
He's not happy to be saving his soul. He's not happy yeah. to have his soul s- s- saved. Mm. You're meant to be feeling that this is weird. If that, like, that is what you're conveying mm. through the medium that you are using <laughs> to tell this version of Les Mis, mm. you are telling me I'm meant to be there, like, oh, like, you're yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. And we can only assume they've done that purposefully because mm. why would you make it so weird? Because yeah. Nero was so, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's the like in the garden. Time. They had all my favorite jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone, yeah. you know, they're like, "Have you seen the silver basket?" He's like, "It's, it's in that bush." Yeah, <laughs> but where's the silver? Oh, it's the silver you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, he was such a like such a little shit. <laughs> yeah. But and like, I completely, when he was like lying in bed and John Valjean was walking through his room, yes! I completely expected him to open his <laughs> eyes. What did the moon be? I forgot that was us. <laughs> but then also, there was no moment of Jean Valjean, I guess because Jean Valjean in this version is so horrible anyway, mm, they didn't yeah. need him to be there with an ice Yeah, the yeah. fucking spike over yeah, his head. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where's his moment of feeling like he wants to kill the bishop? Yeah. That moment happens when the bishop's like, I'm going <laughs> to save you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't when you look at him Andrew like, like glued the two pages together accidentally yeah. oh and he's like God. oh the bishop's yeah. holding an ice pick okay <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh thinking God. about me do I murder no I don't <laughs> the, yeah it was yeah very weird the, the like because they're using the medium of like this is a TV show they can tell so much more but also like with the movie Things like music and lighting have an effect <laughs> on how we read your thing. Yeah. I'll talk more about the lighting when we have more time next time. Because that's become my Stevie mm-hmm. meme thing that yeah. I will obsessively look at the lighting of every Lamer's product. <laughs> and I did. Yeah, I, I was very excited. I actually pay more attention now to lighting because of you. <laughs> And so I was like, not writing anything down about lighting. <laughs> like, I did know. like the uh, lighting, the only lighting we'll talk about now. Uh, in, I think it's the first Javon, Jean Valjean and Javert, uh, in the moonlight, that like, Jean Valjean's like chained up and it's like just the moon no, on his yeah. face. And he's just had this moment of like yeah. trying to grasp his hand out into the moonlight. And at first, Javert's like in the darkness. Then he comes into like partial moonlight, but you're like, mm. you've just, for once, you've lit a person of color well. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. if, if it was like, he's yeah. a bit in light and dark if they're mm. trying to convey something with that, mm. but he was just nightly lit. It was a nicely lit moment. Mm. That's really nice. I hadn't thought about that really I stupidly don't... obvious metaphor. <laughs> I don't know why I now think about lighting and lameness so much because it's not like I'm a... I didn't do film studies, I did literature, I don't know why I'm like... I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm just watching the movie and the play was like, wow, the lighting, and now that's all I can think about. <laughs> and that was Bren Brackade's <laughs> A Very Short Mini. Um, I'm not going to do the full... Was yeah. It, mm, uh, <laughs> it, it was, was intended to be a short spinning <laughs> mini, but it will probably be about 40 minutes by the time I've edited this down. <laughs> For two hours into 40 minutes is mini. Yeah, it could be. It could be two. No, if it was as usually, it would be two episodes, each as long as the project that we're watching. So if you think about it like that, you're getting two episodes of a show for the price of one podcast. That's true. So just don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. Listen to us. Do you know what? When I was searching for a way to watch it that wasn't going to support them. 
I, I discovered something that I'd just so much rather watch, which was Shoujo Gazette. Oh yeah, Shoujo Gazette is like, really it, good. It's a really to, good version. Yeah. So, so we'll have to do that. Some point. And, and also, I can't remember if I showed you guys that Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the only person still on Tumblr with you. <laughs> so um, literally yesterday released a three-hour film called uh, Les Misérables: An Eternal Story, and it's a modern day. Jean Valjean Uh where like it's a psychological thriller detective AU. <laughs> it's like everything's perfect and great and the like the guys playing Jean Valjean and Javert are beautiful and I love them both. They're both actors what? that I really do like. And like um I was trying to read the website and the cast list is all in kanji, so mm, who knows what they say. But um Jean Valjean they've changed all their names to be Japanese. Apart from Jean Valjean, whose name is Babajun. <laughs> so there's like one, there's one preview um, where the Javert character is like running down the street mm. and he's like, Jean Baba! <laughs> it's like the best thing. Oh, can we watch it? Have you already watched it? No, I haven't. Can we watch it? Yeah, I'll try and find a subtitled version so we can watch it. Yeah. yeah. You just have to pause it. Pause it every <laughs> line. <laughs> second. You're going to be maybe the... Like few crossover of <laughs> Japanese speaking women. Actually, no, they've made it. There must be. There uh, must be crossovers. Yeah, there's like two people on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll watch the anime. No, we'll watch the anime. Fuck yeah. Which is supposed to. Uh, yeah, I watched most of it and it's pretty, like. Nice. It's pretty good. Nice. So. There's still hope for adaptation. Hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only yeah. Japanese people are allowed to adapt <laughs> yeah. this from now on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially since Fontaine. Is Asian. Is Asian, yeah. <laughs> As we like, discovered in episode 12 of yeah. our podcast. So if you don't listen to our full podcast, yes. this is your call to arms exactly. to go and do yeah. that. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Lamer's Podcast, on Tumblr, at Bread and Barricades. If you want to send us anything through email, send us Podcast at gmail.com, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast at gmail.com. And hey, we do this for free, but you could give us money through Kofi if you want. To maybe pay for cough sweets for me, I guess, because my voice sounds so terrible right now. Um, but if you like listening to us passionately rant about how Andrew Davies has fucked our favourite thing up, consider giving us some money to do it. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to this Random. scare quotes mini, as Grace so deftly put, rant. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, ba. The mini episode theme is the normal theme, but sped up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.